Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, Episode 56, where you'll hear why a successful endodontist left her practice to pursue her passions. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host for today. And today we have part two of the Dr. Pei Kang interview. Now, Dr. Kang is an endodontist. She graduated from dental school and decided to start her, or actually to buy her own practice. And so in yesterday's interview, part one, she talked about the process of becoming a business owner. Today, we pick up with the lessons she learned once she got into the practice. Enjoy the interview. So many people that go into local business, they are they're skilled people. They have a craft that they do and they do it really well, whether they're a baker or a plumber or a carpenter or a restaurateur, you know, they do that really well, but that doesn't always mean that the business side of things comes naturally. And so, um, you know, I think everyone needs help with, uh, doing, you know, doing the business side and getting, you know, getting whatever help you need, whether it's, you know, you're terrible at bookkeeping, hire it out or bring someone on staff that does that and, and focus on what you do best and what you can impact the most. So that's, that's just my little spiel on that. But I think it, you know, it applies to anyone because every, every business business person's passionate about their craft and their art, you know, whatever they're doing, but maybe not so much about the day-to-day humdrum business tasks. So now you had a lot of successes whenever you made the transition to um, taking over the new business and you kept your employees and you were able to minimize the amount of debt you went into. Were there any sort of, you know, we don't want to spend a lot of time focusing on negative, but did you have any failures or missteps along the way that you could point to to say, ah, you know, I learned a lot from this and maybe someone else could learn from it as well? Honestly, I guess if I look at failure and define that as far as financial loss or um, I actually didn't, but what I would have done if if I look at how I could do it differently, mm-hmm. uh, even in improving what I had was, would be, um, even more engaged with my staff mm-hmm. and more engaged with the community. Okay. Now, let me ask you this because you, in the years you've, you've, at this point, if we bring up to current time, you've now sold your dental practice and you've transitioned into doing, um, a lot of your work online. And I know you've had to learn, well, especially, I mean, social media is so new, you know, in, in general anyway. But are there things that you've learned now through your online part of your work where you say, if I had known that when I was in local business, it would have helped me because here's what I could have done with it. Are there things like that that you could share with us that would maybe uh, point a local business owner in the right direction? Definitely. Definitely. I, I think um, I I kind of was on Facebook, as mm-hmm. the, but hardly ever talked about my business. 
um, occasionally I share a fun fact from my patient or, or with the staff, but, um, what I would have done differently would be, um, I think as a local business owner, it's, it's almost important. Uh, and the, again, this is me talk, talking about something that I, I honestly never done myself, mm-hmm. but I do see the value. It depends on the nature of your business. If you are man- doing more manufacturing, your, mm-hmm. your, your customer is more from other areas because that's mm-hmm. a brick and mortar business, but yeah. it, your customer is not local. Sure. Uh, that's different. But if, if your customer is local, it's, uh, it, it will be good to have some kind of a Facebook page mm-hmm. um, to um, uh, to kind of uh, people on Facebook are more for fun, for uh, recipes, for mm-hmm. uh, what's going on. So those are the things you can share with with others. If looking back, I um, I would do more online to educate the community ah um, you mean uh, about like um dental type education is that what you mean yeah yeah to um to share you know because people have lots of questions about sure a tease about uh, things just um to share a little tips here and there um to to get my words out and uh, also, when I look at one of uh, our current uh, dental office neighbor, I saw they open a Twitter account. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know how much that, uh, as far as Twitter, is going to help a, a local business. How, mm-hmm. However, <clears throat> I do believe the power of building online relationship. Mm-hmm. And I saw this business owner, uh, She she felt like she need to... Uh, be on social media, so she de- de- delegate one of the staff staff to mm-hmm. do social media. But I, you know, what they do was posting. Okay, we are accepting new patients now. Ah, uh. I'm I'm like, well, okay, that's no brainer. Uh huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tell me something we didn't know, right? <laughs> right. So, well, you know, I've I've always, you know, thought, and and I guess when if you if you step back and look at your the businesses that you are a customer of, you know, if I'm a customer of a certain business and I like that Facebook page or you know follow them on Twitter, you know, I kind of like seeing a little glimpse into like the owner's personal life as well, and I think we forget that sometimes, you know, if you uh, you know, go somewhere interesting on the weekend, share a photo or, you know, things just be human kind of, so to speak, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Cause I know I like that as a customer, but I forget about that even with uh, my business and the things that I do. I forget that people sometimes want to know more about the person behind the business. Oh, that's so true. And that's the same thing on social media and local. Um, when, you know, people connect but this is Kim Garst. I uh, study her quite a bit. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she she talked about, and I truly believe people connect with people, not with the logo. Yeah. Um. No matter how this 
going online, going crazy that you know、mm-hmm. you, you feel like you never have to see your customer again. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a day and age. I think people crave even more of that personal connection. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's like we're more. We're more in touch, but we're not necessarily more connected. You know, there's like more touch points with our customers. But, but even like you said,、um, you know, there are so many ways to be connected with your customers. And and the important thing about social media is to go where your customers are. So if you you know if you're a hairstylist, maybe Instagram is a place. Where you would do well because that's maybe that's where your customers are. You know,、um, if you're a photographer, you, you might find Instagram. You know, you might not find your customers on Twitter. And if your customers aren't on Twitter, then there's really no reason for you to be. You know, and feel like you've got to keep Facebook going and Twitter going and you know Instagram and and all these other things and just go with where your customers are and be real and be human about it. So yeah, I definitely know that was、uh, that is that is one thing that I see people that are being successful in their. Their social media are doing, and and I love that as a customer and as a consumer too. So,、yeah. and I would have loved to, to to have heard tips. You know, best thing you can do as a a dentist is to give people all the tips that kind of keep you out, keep them out of your office, so to speak. <laughs> you know, because let's face it, when you they see you, it's because there's a problem. So,、um, that's not not always a a good thing. So, I now, think. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna go on, but you go ahead and tell me what you're gonna tell me. As far as social media, it, it really, I, I know these days,、uh, a lot of business owners feel pressure to be on.、Uh, yes, I have, I have, everywhere. Yeah, I have two things to say about that. One is, no matter, what, especially if your customer is from the local area,、um, it really. I, I still feel the face-to-face engagement with, with your community is m- almost more important. Like,、mm-hmm. I, like I said,、mm-hmm. if your customer is local.、Um, mm-hmm. Second is if you do pick a social media, pick one to start with and really, <clears throat> really do good with it, rather than、uh-huh. spread it out and、sure. and. F- And then delegate and not knowing what's going on on your social media. Yeah, and you know, I think even even be, you know beyond just our own individual local business, Facebook or Twitter or whatever social media you're using,、um, there's also a way to support other local businesses through that. You know, and so it's almost like you know if you get a, a connected network of people sharing, you know, if Doctor So and So goes to a certain place and they love going there for lunch, you know, it's a local place. Share it, you know, because other people might say, hey, if you know he likes it, I, I want to try that, and suddenly. You know, you're you're also promoting more local business, which is the whole goal of what I'm doing, and and it should be the goal of what every local business does. Because if one local business does well, it's easier for others to do well, and success breeds success with that. Absolutely, it's the, the connection. If you have a local business, your customers local. I cannot say this enough. You got to build those relationships. Sure.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it's, it's hard. Yeah, and it's not just for to grow your business. It's for you to.、Um, I don't know what the best way to say this, but it's it, it's for you as well.、Mm-hmm. It's,、uh, 
because um, your growth, your business growth really comes from relationship, from local relationship with staff, customers. Yeah. It does. And I think, you know, the one thing about it that um, if you go ahead and take that step and sometimes it's uncomfortable, you know, especially like if you're in a new area or like you were in a new office that had previously somebody else's name on it. And now, you know, you're trying to make it your own. But once you step out of your comfort zone and start forming those relationships, many times you know, those people are also connectors and they want to connect you to other people. And before you know it, one critical relationship has led to five very important ones or, you know, and it's just, I see that over and over again in the local community and it's, it's important. And I think, like you said, the uh, internet sometimes has a tendency to take a little bit of that connection away, but in the local world, that is your bread and butter. And those are the business owners that you get together with. Those are the business owners that you refer people to. And you just form this camaraderie that is really powerful for building, even building communities, you know, because there's nothing better than living in a community that has a diverse offering of shops and, you know, cool places to eat and things that you can just experience and that you can be proud of that, hey, this is the community I live in. And these are these are my fellow, you know, community members. Yep. And look what they've built, you know, and I love that the idea of supporting that through the connection and the relationships. So now I have a hard question. It's not really a hard question for you. It might be hard for you to narrow it down is the only part of this one. But um, at this point in your life, no matter what you've done before, what do you feel like your greatest business accomplishment is? Um, my greatest business accomplishment is, I think, continue to grow my uh, person, uh, myself personally, mm-hmm. and to again go back to understand what's more important for business. Mm-hmm. Um, and building a great supporting team. Here, here's what I, I was gonna uh, share with you. If your business is based on your gifts and crafts, you know, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, a lot of yeah. us uh, do that. And you know, I have met many business owners. Don't, don't. They build up great team to uh, accomplish a certain work but if your business is based on your your art your passion your crafts um really pay attention to what is really important for your customer here's why i say that because when i get feedback from doctors or patients mm-hmm. it's they, yeah, the, the referral doctors know my work because they can see it on their x-ray. But right. <laughs> what, you know, you really want to know what your customer love you for because ah. there are other choices. Sure, yeah, yeah. And yes, distance is one factor when you're talking about local business. But, you know, when you pay over $1,000 for a root canal, I would I wouldn't mind travel a little longer if there's a better doctor. You're right. No, you're exactly right. So when I pay attention, people, what uh, either patients or doctors, the patients love us because of the gentleness, because how I explain mm-hmm. to them. 
Mm-hmm. Did they ever comment about uh, how precise my root canal work is? No. <laughs> they don't have any clue. <laughs> they either know it was a great experience that they walked away with feeling very little pain and it went away, you know, very quickly, or there was a problem. Yep. And the, <laughs> doc- know, the instrument broke or something, you know. <laughs> and the doctor, you sounded like you have had some I've experience. had someone that <laughs> never, you know, actually I'm lucky. I'm 45 years old. I've never had a root canal, never had a cavity, never had any kind of dental work other than braces. And so I guess my mom must have taken a lot of zinc or something whenever she was pregnant with me. But I'm the exception. But I have had friends that have had, you know, dental instruments broken off in their teeth and keep going back for repeated issues. And, you know, dentistry is is a hard thing to overcome with a lot of people. There's a lot of phobias that yes. are built into that. And yes. so it's a it's a hurdle anyway. So that bedside manner or, 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 you know, table side manner or whatever you want to call it that you have with the patient and the gentleness is is something that goes a long way with, you know, for your, your customers, so to speak. So. Absolutely. And the doctors, they love me because of the communication. Mm. I don't, you know, I don't just have the ego of a lot of specialists mm-hmm. that all of a sudden this is my decision, this is how I should treat it. I'm not even going to tell you. I yeah. I consult <clears throat> when there's a decision to be made. I explain to them why I make certain decisions. Ah, uh, yeah. And so it, it, again, it goes back to pay attention to the relationship. Yeah. Well, you know, and and Dr. Pay, I was going to say back to what whenever you're talking about your bi- biggest greatest business accomplishment was continuing to grow and and that sort of thing. And I think again. That is something that local business owners many times struggle with making the time for their own business and personal development because they get so entrenched in their businesses and they get so overwhelmed. And especially if things aren't going well, um, that is not something that sometimes they can say, um, I need to take a day and go to a seminar or I need to take a day and uh, meet with somebody or meet with a business coach. I mean, it just it kind of gets crowded out. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so can you kind of talk about some things that maybe, you know, have helped you continue to grow that might, might be good resources for people out there that are looking for, I mean, sometimes business owners feel like they're on an island and, you know, nobody's there and they don't really know where to reach out for help. So what do you know about that that you can share with us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, first of all, is go back to understand that question and start to really ask yourself what your customers love you about. Mm, why do yeah why do they choose you versus others and and you'd be surprised that um there there's some especially asian restaurant i go to locally Mm -hmm. they have this uh you know beautiful craft of food but their customer service Mm. most of them kind of (laughs) suck so yeah Focus on what's more important, and I, I truly believe your business grow as, as basically as big as you you grow as a person. Sure. Yes, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. So, um, there, you know, when don't when there's a business going down, don't automatically uh, blame the economy, and to uh, to 
read some inspirational, positive things. You know, if um, start with books like E Myth. Um, I, I guess that's yeah. Start with a book such as Think and Grow Rich. Those are just classics. <laughs> yes, yes. And they get recommended over and over again, but sometimes we forget to sit and take the time to to read them or even to digest and think about that kind of stuff. So that definitely, definitely is good advice. Um, I wanted to take a few minutes, if you don't mind, and kind of let you bring us up to date on where you are um, with your business and um, kind of how you've transitioned to part-time dentistry, but are, are also pointing your efforts in other direction, which I kind of, I know just from talking to you is kind of where you have found your passion. And so I wanted to give you a little while to uh, kind of get us up to date, so to speak. Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, it's been a great conversation and you have really, truly awesome questions that I can tell you sure have a heart for local business. Oh, or, I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so after a, um, I think I paid off my loan in about four years. Oh, wow. And cause I pretty much was, uh, only spending upgrade money on the office from the cash I made. Wow. Uh, never had any new line of credit. And I always pay uh, the monthly um, back more than the uh, required. Yeah, so above the minimum to get it Absolutely. paid down quicker. Great advice, great advice. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we we have comfortable lifestyle, but nothing flashy, not right. at all. Used cars and yeah, not the Lamborghini. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it does. It, my my interest is, I mean, it, I I don't. If anybody loves cars, that's that's a passion. That that's okay. Yeah. It, but but um, it's not your thing, right? Not my thing. <laughs> um. So what? Uh, after, here, here's something. After I paid off the debt, uh, and obviously that will con- continue to contribute the wealth building for our family. Right. And once you don't have that financial, um, quote unquote burden, I, I mean, I didn't have that for, for years. You, that give you the freedom or gave me the freedom to feel, well, you know, where else can I grow? What, what else is there? And as much as I love dentistry and root canal and serving my patients and see how my gift really help people. Um, and I even had a patient, you know, hold my hand and tell me, this is your, this is your calling. Uh, mm-hmm. but that day when she did that, I knew there's there's more for me mm-hmm. and dentistry if uh, if you don't know it it doesn't change much mm-hmm. um it hasn't for the last i mean small techniques change mm-hmm. and all that but not enough for my per- personality ah uh, gotcha and also, so you needed something that was causing you to continue to grow and learn and reach for new challenges yes and honestly, to hire somebody to grow this uh, practice bigger, it just, I thought about that over and over because I was like, okay, so if 
where should I grow next? And that's well, just, it's more of the same, isn't it? I mean, it's like more of the exact same thing, you know, is the growing bigger in dentistry, right? I mean, right. But you know. I, I thought about high, having more f- time freedom if I hire somebody. And yeah, but it, that just didn't interest me. Uh, I couldn't get excited about it. Uh-huh. So um, with years of personal development and living and breathing, <laughs> my <laughs> husband, you know, he, he's, he's been a life and career coach. And, uh-huh. and then now uh, his passions in podcasting and bring people to understand, to, to, uh, to learn how to launch their life and business. So they absolutely love it to yeah. have that, to understand what it takes. And I think going back ever since I was little, that's my interest to, yeah. to, to find that human psychology and what make that yeah. work. Um, what make top performers top performers. Right. Yeah. And so that that's where I fell into um deciding to sell the practice was a huge deal. How um, long did it take you to actually when you started thinking about doing that till you actually pulled the trigger on it and said, Okay, it's going up for sale? Oh my gosh. Was it a lot did you did you mull it over for a while? Oh, a big time. Really? Because that's where my de- identity was for years. Well, did you have did you feel like you had I don't want to say any family pressure, but, you know, once you've made the investment in yourself of, you know, dental school and, and all the education that you had behind you to then change gears, it sort of seems a little, I mean, to some people, it seems a little bit wasteful or or like you're turning your back on what you had wanted to do. Yeah, uh, I thought about that, but I I don't talk to people who mm-hmm. talk negative uh, about gotcha. it <laughs> as much. Because um, um, we all do that. We all test the waters, and when you don't get the reaction you want, you realize who you can share your share your dreams and hopes with, and who you can't. <laughs> right, right. So you decided to sell your business, and how long did that take? Actually, uh, because of the profitability of the practice, it didn't take very long, only a few months. Well, and also, I think, you know, by the the decisions you had made early on, you set the practice up to win by not having a lot of debt and by, you know, making sure your cash flow was, uh, you know, more than what it needed to be to, to cover all of all of the expenses of the business. So oh, I mean, you, can, you can set it up to win from the beginning by not getting overextended. So you sold the practice, and what are you doing since then? Well, we uh, the practice actually officially closed in April, but I didn't really launch full time into what uh, Joe and I are doing, uh, running the radio show called Relaunch into mm-hmm. the Life and Business You Love. Until I think close to June, and okay, yeah. Ever since then, learning the online side of the business mm-hmm. is exciting, and yeah. Also, my gift in building the dental practice, I didn't think it would transfer into the current business, but it absolutely, absolutely did. Um, wow! I have no uh, issue delegating. Well, I, I do, 
but I, <laughs> I, you know, I realize the power for other people. Yeah. Um, I don't hesitate when there's a potential team member that could come on board to help us out. Mm-hmm. I also uh, set up quickly from fairly early into this uh, new business to develop a biz- system that will save us time, increase pr- productivity, and mm-hmm. increase visibility. So, uh, so uh, you had a plan for for getting those systems in place to streamline things and automate things, so to speak? Yes, yes. I didn't know that's what I was needing to bring into this business, but Uh looking back, that's exactly, you know, because my mindset of running a successful business has has always been there, and I know that's going to carry into this current business. Mm -hmm. But learning the online marketing that honestly is a little challenging in the beginning, but um, it's it really if you don't feel it, don't get intimidated into uh, by it, it's really not that complicated. Like we talked about earlier, it's all about building human relationships. Yeah, and I know, and I'm I apologize for my my background noise. I'm I podcast on my screened in porch looking over the Gulf of Mexico and we've had a, a rainstorm come in so if it sounds like I'm suddenly in the middle of a waterfall it's <laughs> that's what that is oh, but, it's beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah really it makes you uh, feel like you want to go to sleep probably but um, the one thing I was going to say though did you um, like did you have any kind of revelations after you got to um, the online part when you were putting systems in place and trying to automate things did you Look back and say, "Oh, these are some things I should have done in my local business." Or were you already doing that in your local business? Well, automation is different. Depends on the businesses. Sure. Um, I think in my old uh, previous uh, practice, automation actually in meaning to have the team in place to support mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do what I do best, and that's all I do. Gotcha. Um, but that's something I think I did fairly well in my previous business. And if you are not, um, definitely need to find ways to either, sh- uh, if there's some activities that's not lined up with what you do best, find ways to either delegate or mm-hmm. um, find ways to ha- have either other people help or learn to shorten that time. Sure. Now, one thing I wanted to get touch on before I let you go, because it just um, it occurred to me when you were talking about putting systems into place and strategies and that sort of thing for your online business right now. Um, one of the things I know about you is that you have been really good at forming plans and strategies for your social media presence with what you're doing um, with the relaunch show. And, and I'll, on this podcast and on the show notes, we'll link up to all of your um, online places where people can find you um, on the Finding Your Voice and, and that sort of thing. But I wanted to, when we talked about people being on social media um, and local businesses being on social media, there is a tendency to get on social media and not really have a plan in place. I was guilty of that. I didn't have a plan in place. I kind of I kind of borrowed your Twitter strategy 
Um, but do you find that's prevalent? I mean, people get on social media and it's random, it's haphazard, it's not really planned out, and maybe that's why it's not successful. Absolutely, and that was me. For years, <laughs> I had a Twitter account, and I uh-huh. didn't even remember I had it. And yeah. I had no clue how I even built up 400 followers, and yeah. I, I did nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing on it. Um, I, I was shocked, that, you know, Twitter didn't shut me down or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for inactivity, closed account. Yeah. But I know I know one of the things I have learned from you, and even, um, you know, when it comes to putting a social media strategy in place for a local business, I mean, it's down to, um, I'm just trying to think of some things that you do. I know it's, you know, down to how many times you post a day, um, what types of content you post, and kind of really mapping out Um, That, you know, some of it might be about business promotion, but other, like you say, might be educational or content that would otherwise not be related to your business. Um, It also um, involves using automation tools to help you plan out, sit down and plan out uh, the posts. Because let's face it, if you're posting every hour, no one really expects you to get on Twitter and post every hour, right? It's most of the time it's through one of the scheduled tools. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, like, um, Hootsuite and Social yeah. Oomph and Buffer, um, those are all tools that people can use to automate. Um, and But, again, it goes back to finding the platform you feel, hey, I love this. Mm-hmm. I, I can, you know, you, um, especially if you're a very small business owner that you don't have somebody, a staff that could sure. help you. Cause you know, some staff, especially a younger staff, could really <laughs> dig, uh, like Instagram or uh, sure. Twitter. But, um, uh, you know, if you trust, that's another issue. You know, you got to trust mm-hmm. them to post. Yeah. What, yeah, they're the face of your business to yep. the public. Yeah. Yep. But if you decide to dig in, really uh, feel like, where, where do I uh, get... Um, the most leverage for mm-hmm. my business and where do I uh, decide on one platform and stay consistent. Don't worry. Uh, in the beginning, you possibly don't have to worry about automation yet just mm-hmm. to see how you like it and mm-hmm. how you, what you might be able to contribute to that platform it could be your personal things could be education and sometimes in the beginning you feel like there's really nothing i can post on that platform that's not true that's <laughs> it's not right. true yeah there's <laughs> not a lot. thinking hard enough if you feel that way yeah right right well and it's also good to look at um i i like looking at some of the things that other people in similar businesses are doing because you can look at what other people are doing and see you know, how are they getting their customers Absolutely. to engage with them? And what are they posting? And what, you know, is it photographs? Is it content? Is it, you know, is it updates? What is it? Contests? I mean, who knows? Yeah. But you can borrow, I mean, you can borrow from other people and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at what your competitors are doing. And this is what's good about online world. Your competitors, yeah. and it may they, they, they may not be your competitors. Because they are in a different town. Different city. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah, check them out and see uh, what it posts, and immediately you'll get inspired with some ideas. 
Well, and that's kind of the whole point even of this podcast is, you know, we promote local business all across the United States. And if somebody is doing something in Arlington, Texas, that's making them successful and nobody in Asheville, North Carolina thought about doing that, but it might be a good idea for them to implement, you can share the ideas without really being in direct competition because you're in the local market. So I love um, the collaboration of that. Pay, tell us where we can find you on the web before we let you go. And um, that way we'll link everything up so that people can find where you are and what you're doing right now. Absolutely. So relaunchshow.com is okay. uh, the, uh, our web presence. And okay. Anybody want to connect with me? And it, uh, if you're on Twitter, it's mm-hmm. and you can put the link in there. Okay. Uh, that's where I'm most active these days and okay. you know, having lots of fun with. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Nailing down your Twitter strategy. You're doing it very, very well. And then you guys are also on Facebook as well, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. The relaunch show. Perfect. Well, we will link up all that. And I just appreciate you coming on and, and sharing um, your experience in the local business world. And I know that you have a lot of ideas and a lot of passion for just business in general and local business, of course, affects where everyone lives. And so I can't thank you enough for coming on and taking the time out of your busy schedule um, to share what you know and what you've experienced with us. So any parting words you have for us? Well, thank you for all you do. And I I believe this is a very unique um, radio show or podcast to uh, actually focus on local businesses because everybody's talking online. And yes, there are transferable business uh, success ideas between the two, but there there are also unique aspects. So uh, thank you for what you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And listen, we will link up everything um, that you're doing right now in the show notes so we can point listeners to you. Because you guys have a six, possibly going to seven day a week uh, podcast right now. So uh, we're excited about that for you as well. So uh, we'll send folks over to you. And thanks so much again for coming on the show, Dr. Pay. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local. 